What's up, everybody? This is Live Mana Ministries presents Gratitude Unfiltered. I hope you guys are having a wonderful day, a wonderful evening, wherever you at, are at, anywhere in the world. Uh, we are being broadcast live right now on the Live Mana Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you for watching on social media, downloading the podcast, and listening on radio.com. Uh, I'm really excited about our guest. Um, I, I've watched this woman when I first met her online, you know, how you get to meet people on Facebook. Um, I got to learn, learn a little bit about her story then was just blown away and then blown away by the work that she's doing in the world. Now, um, I'm so, so excited to have the one, the only miss Jody Parr. I hope I said her last name, right? Did I say your last name, right? You did. Thank oh, you so God. much. Yes. <laughs> I <was> getting <laughs> a little concerned that I was going to mispronounce your name, but I, I got lucky. I should have asked you first, but Jody, thank you for being here. What first things first, what are you grateful for today? Oh my gosh. I'm grateful for so many things. I always, every morning I'm thankful for my salvation, for my freedom, uh, my husband, and I'm thankful for all the snow on the ground because it's beautiful and I'm a Southern girl. So I don't get to see it that much. So when it snows here, it's so beautiful. Wait, where are you at? Nashville. Oh, wow. Cool city. Yes. Yes. Very cool. Well, tell everybody about the work you do before we get into all the other fun stuff. Like what, what's the work that you do now? So I do. I, you know, it's so crazy how you think you have all the plans for your life and you have no idea because God has other plans mm -hmm. for you. So I do a lot of ministry. Um, I do a lot with reaching out and helping people that are going through times, maybe identity crises or things that they're going through. So I do um, life coaching for them. I call it Christian life coaching because I can't do it without the Holy Spirit coming through me. Like, I don't know your background or what you've been through. And so he gives me downloads and that's how I do um, my coaching. And it's just such a humbling experience to walk through uh, people's journeys with them and help them break on the other side. I also um, have a podcast that I do, which is called Faith Over Fear with Jody Parr. And that is helping others break the fear and, and hearing about the faith and how they went through hard times. But, you know, now God has them in another place of victory. And then I also do speaking and um, my, <laughs> my, my baby is my boss nation. I just started. And what that is, is I am collaborating with other human trafficking survivors that are on fire for God. And we are building a community so that um, anyone who has been through something knows that they're not alone and they're not isolated. That will be the perfect segue into this question then. I'm, I'm glad that you you said that. And, and I love the work that you do. Thank you. 
trafficking like i know and we talk a lot about the effects or the after effects of sexual trauma and the kind of the experience that for the for the victim the experience and the journey that they go on whether it's through healing or running or recreating what had happened like there's a lot of different things that happen with people that have been sex trafficked that is a different level of trauma too because there's abuse there's there's a lot of different things that happen there can you talk about the journey for the, the the struggle that it is for even after giving your life to the Lord after being trafficked that journey to to stay on the path and not allow the trauma from the past to pull you back into its darkness yeah I definitely have to stand on scripture daily you mm -hmm. know I start my day with Jesus and coffee and it's best not to talk to me before then because I, I'm a hundred percent right. I'm a hundred percent. Let me let me get that in, and then I'm ready for my day. I think yeah. how you start your day is so important. If you if you turn on the news as soon as you wake up, then you're probably going to have a pretty negative day because you're waking up and putting that negativity inside of you. Um, I was delivered from all of the trauma that I went through. And the way that that happened was through forgiveness. And that was something I didn't think I would ever do um, because I was lured in by one man and bought by another. So the guy that lured me in, the, the man that that groomed me, the man that you know painted the picture of the happily ever after and, and basically brainwashed me, um, there was so much hate and anger around him because I didn't even know what had happened. It took me many years. I mean, 24 years to even tell my story. Uh, no one knew. My mom didn't know. My husband didn't know. Like nobody knew. And then God started to wake me up and he was like, it's time for you to share your story. And I was like, oh no, oh no, that is blocked and buried. And we're not, we're not bringing that up, you know? Cause when people see me, you never know. You always, people say, don't judge a book by its cover, but you really can't. Because when people look at me, they're like, oh, that girl, she never had a thing happen to her in her life. Right. And then when they find out, they're like, how do you, how do you look like this? And it's only by the grace of God that I do. That's yeah. the only way I shine bright. And so that to answer your question is I continually get in the word of God. I continually put on that armor of faith every day. I, that is how I fight the enemy and his voices or anything that comes against me. And I got to tell a really, really amazing story. Um, so the other day I always walk my puppies and one of my main triggers was uh, vans, white vans. That was one of my main, main triggers. And uh, so I was sitting up here in my office and I can see, you know, out my window and I see this van and it comes in, it pulls around the cul-de-sac and it goes on out. And I was supposed to walk within the next 30 minutes. And I was like, all these voices started and all these vision. And I was like, oh no, I said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me and he makes me strong. And I'm going to take my booty out that door and I'm going to walk. And it was <laughs> the most freeing thing because for 20 plus years, I lived in an imprisonment in my mindset that I, I couldn't go anywhere or do anything because I thought they were going to get me and I thought they were going to come after me. And so it was so freeing to be like, I know that I'm protected and that evil can't touch me. And so, yeah, I just had to share that like real quick. I, that's a, I, that's a really good story. And then you were talking about grooming. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about that? Because a lot of people, you know, a lot of people assume that trafficking is innocent and I know that, or I'm sorry, if I'm, if I'm a prostitute mm. or a hooker or whatever you want to call it, like mm -hmm. it's an innocent thing. Yeah. It's my choice. Talk about the grooming process of how people and why, like what parents can look out for 
if they yeah. can look out for anything about how, like who's susceptible, what they're looking for and how that process works. Cause it, it happens innocently enough mm -hmm. if, or, for lack of better words. Oh, all the time. So my trafficker came into where I worked and he was so good looking. I mean, he was tall, dark, handsome, three piece suit. I was 18. I was a virgin. You know, I had been sheltered my whole life. I had been raised in church. I, you know, I didn't even think evil existed, to be very honest. I didn't even know that it existed out there. And so here he comes and, you know, he comes in my office and he um, in my office, but where I worked and he asked for my phone number. And I was so thrilled. And I remember thinking, he's not going to call me, but he did. And he talked to me for three months, but see, he was traveling. So, you know, I had moved out of my parents' house into my aunt and uncle's house where I had a lot more freedom because my dad, let's be honest, he would have unplugged the phone from the wall. He would have been like, right. I don't know who you're talking to, but you're not going to talk to them all night long. It's so important that you know who your children are talking to, because here's what they do. They groom you. And just like you take your dog to the groomer and they take that special time to make sure everything is perfect. This is what groomers do. They, they find out what are your weaknesses? What are your dreams? What are your ambitions? What do you want to do in life? And so everything that I wanted, he provided, right? Um, I'll give you the big house with the white picket fence and the horses. I already have all that. He would, you know, send me pictures of uh, him and his mom in the kitchen and cooking. And I'll be so happy when we spend holidays together and you'll be here with us. And, and so, that dream of what you always wanted is what they supply for you. A lot of times it's called Romeo bombing because what they do is they send, they give you the nice purses or they give you the nice shoes or they, you know, take you to nice restaurants and fine dine you and things like that. Um, for your, your high school students, you know, to keep up with the Kardashians, to have Louis Vuitton, this and you know, what is the cost of that? If you're right. if your teenagers all of a sudden got these purses that are expensive and you don't know where they're coming from, then you need to start researching that and looking into that, because what groomers do is they're not going to come right out being the big bad wolf. Right. They're going to groom you. They're going to brainwash you and then they're going to blackmail you with whatever they have. So, for instance, if you're on technology and you're sending pictures to this guy thinking that he's only going to have those pictures for you. No. Right. He's going to turn around, you know, and blackmail you. And so a lot of times what traffickers are looking for are and kind of how I was back when I was 18 years old. I was just looking for someone right to love me and to care about me. And and, you know, even with prostitutes and, and ladies that are strippers, they just want love. They just want somebody to, to tell them that it's going to be OK. And so that's what they prey on. That's what they go after. And it, it becomes like to where. Even when I was blindfolded and put in the back of a vehicle, I thought the guy was going to propose to me. That is how brainwashed I was. That I wasn't even scared. This this guy, you know, I was told it was his bodyguard. I was told I was safe. The guy's huge. He's he's got oh a gun. God. Not not one time was I like, oh my gosh, this guy's kidnapping me. No, I in my mind thought this is the exciting way he's going to propose because he always said it'll be so exciting and you know. When we were supposed to be going I'm to a sorry, party. I'm not trying to laugh, but. Yeah, no, wow. but it's true. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's true. And so that's why a lot of people just want to think, well, oh, human traffickers, they just kidnap in third world countries. No, they come in and they prey on your kids, whether it's through a video game, whether it's through social media, they pay, um, you know, these good looking men to lure you in. That's, and that's the only part that they play. They just have to get you and then they sell you. So that's what happened to me. Wow. Mm-hmm. How can you talk about the the process of healing the trauma, like how the Lord did it? Can you talk about like because it, it it doesn't all happen at once, no, right? Mm, no, it's a, it's a journey. Can you speak to that? Because one of the things that I that I, it always concerns me with when people do commit their life to Christ where it may not be that solid of a commitment is because they get frustrated the minute something goes wrong or they mess up or they, they, you know, maybe go back to their old ways for a moment and then mm -hmm. they get really hard on themselves and they live in shame. So they give up on the journey. They give up on the relationship with the Lord. They give up pursuing because of guilt, shame, whatever it may be. Can you right. speak? And this is, and I'm especially meaning this for people that have experienced a lot of trauma. Yeah. Can you speak your words to that? Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for that question, because it's a very powerful one. You know, first of all, you have to know that God's not an accuser. The enemy is. So if mm. you're feeling that guilt and shame, you have to know that's not coming from God. When I went through my healing process, I had to go through a deliverance prayer, and that is what set me free. There was no drug. There was no amount of alcohol. There was no man. There was nothing on this earth that set me free. Like when I went through a deliverance prayer. And so what a deliverance prayer is, is it's someone that will walk you through your journey and you need to forgive every single person that hurt you. And you are taking that and you are giving that to Jesus. You are saying, I am not carrying it no more. And I believe because faith is what we don't see, right? It is saying I can no longer do this. And I believe that you can. And so when I went through that deliverance prayer and it, I had so much hate and anger inside of me. And even I believe some demons in me from what I went through. And I just said, I give it all. Like I give it all. And, and that's what I did. And so it doesn't mean that you don't have bad days, but you know that even on those bad days that you have God with you, that you are not by yourself, that no matter what comes, whatever arrows fly at you, you can armor up the full armor of God and nothing's going to touch you, touch you or harm you. And so my, my main thing would be is, you know, whatever you're putting in, you're getting back out. So here's my thing. Before I was healed, I loved Lifetime movies. I loved any kind of movie <laughs> where somebody got kidnapped or, or you know, just this, this dark world, right? I was drawn into that because I wasn't healed. So I was attracting back to me what I had not healed from. So, well, that's a word from God. I got chill bumps on that. I don't know who needed to hear it, but wow, I just got chill bumps on that. Um, yeah. So a lot, a lot of times, even in dating, I was attracting the same broken people to me. They just had different faces because I had not healed from that trauma I had went through. So step one is go through healing, you know, ask Jesus to heal you, sit there and watch, uh, inspirational stuff that will lift you up. Um, one of my mentors is real talk. Kim, boy, she loves you back to life. She is no joke. Real talk, Kim, she deals with traumas and different things like that. Um, 
get help. You know, there's a lot of Christian therapists out there that want to help you know that you don't have to walk in this alone and you're not meant to walk in this alone. Amen. Wow. That was good. So what is your, what, what has COVID been like for you? What's, what's been the experience? What's probably been the most surprising thing that you could take out of this year of, well, different. Yeah. (laughs) Better word. So 2019 was my hardest year. Like 2019 was hard for me. So walking into 2020, it was kind of like that song, Waymaker, Miracle Worker. You know, that was already ingrained. I had already seen the miracles and breakthroughs that had came through for me in 2019. And so I was able to help others in 2020. Um, 2020 really wasn't that hard on me or my family. And I'm very thankful and blessed for that. Uh, but it helped me help others walk through it because I had been through it the prior year. So what a lot of things that happened to people in 2020, I went through in 2019, which is just how God worked that out. So because he knew, and here's the thing, he had me start doing, um, my Wednesday word, which is my, my weekly devotionals that I do on Facebook. And he had me start those in the hardest time of my life. And the last thing I want to do is get in front of a camera, right? (laughs) But he was he was preparing me and I had no idea for 2020 and all of the people that needed to see those messages in 2020. So if I would have stopped in 2019 when I felt so weak, then I would have not been able to help people in 2020. And that's what you got to know is when you're going through trials, there is going to be the triumph and God is going to show you why you're going through things. A lot of times he's going to show you why you're going through those trials. And so I never dreamed 2020 would be like it was. Um my mom was in the hospital and uh, in October and there was those thoughts. Again, you're going to have those thoughts, but I fight them. That's where my faith over fear comes in. I ask myself, am I having a thought of fear or am I having a thought of faith? So if I have a thought of fear, the worst outcome, if I'm having a thought of faith, the best outcome and knowing that God's going to take care of it. So I ended up traveling to Mississippi during COVID and all that that was going on the whole time standing in faith that God was going to take care of me. And he did. And that's what I want people to know. You're going to have those thoughts because that's the enemy. He does it to all of us. But you have a choice whether are you going to accept that thought of fear and let it just catapult into something that's going to make you sick to your stomach. Or are you going to replace that thought with a thought of faith and knowing that God will take care of you? Amen. So what are you working on now? I know you're creating something new. Yeah, I'm working on book three. So I'm super excited about that. So book one and two are really dark. Um, Book one is Breakout Silent Soldier. That's the story of me escaping human trafficking. Book two is Breakout Silent Sinner. That's everything I did after the fact. Um, And book three that's coming out is Breakout Soul Survivor. And God is working on me with this one because I want it to be a guideline book that no matter what you go through, that he is there with you always. Wow. How long is it? Have a book? How long is, oh, you cut out. Do, how long, how long of a book? I mean, are, do you write like novels or? Well, this, the first one was semi big. The second yeah. one was, the second one was a lot bigger. And, um, and the third one, I don't know. I'm just going to let God guide me. I don't know. It might be just a little pocketbook that people need. I don't, again, I just pray about it and ask God to guide me and whatever that looks like. I don't know. I had a whole nother book because when I sat down to write, I wrote three books in two weeks, which is one ginormous book. 
And again, like, you know, I had a dyslexia growing up. I had learning disabilities, write a book. No, never look on paper. That couldn't happen. But God, right. But God's yeah. like, you're going to write a book. And so the Holy Spirit came through me and my editor's like, we need to split this thing into three. And so the first two have released. And um, the third one, I'm completely redoing. I'm completely redoing it. So I'm excited I about that. I only ask that question because every time I start writing, it becomes the never ending story. And yeah. I, I don't know when to finish it. I think I have like 78 chapters written and which obviously is not going to go into one book, but you're going to have a series too. <laughs> yes, <laughs> definitely. Yes, like, and then definitely. I remember stuff like, Oh, I want to add that. Like, Oh, I want to add that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I'm in that. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I need to, I get to finish it this year. That's what I'm going to do. I'm That's right. It this year. Well, yes. uh, what's your podcast again? It's Faith Over Fear with Jody Parr. Very cool. How many episodes have you done? I'm about to do 50. 50. That's mm -hmm. a good number. Yeah, I took off um, December and January to get this second book out because it was a doozy getting that one out. And so um, we're, we're starting back up in February. So I'm excited about that. Do you... So did you like, did you dream of being on the, on the radio as a kid or did the podcast thing, was that just like a new thing for you or did you kind of always want to have a show? You know, it's again, it's just God guides me and things. Yeah. And, um, and a lot of people were saying, you know, you're so good. You should do a podcast. And I never know, like growing up, I always knew I'd be a star. Like mm -hmm. I remember being four years old in, in front of the, the, you know, makeup mirrors and just being like, one day I'm going to be on a stage, big stage, and I'm going to be a star. I remember doing that, but I don't ever really remember wanting to be on radio. But as I was telling my story, I realized that other people can tell their story too. And it just reaches right. the, you know, it reaches out to so many. And so being that the, you know, for 15 years, I would say, I went through isolation and I went through being alone and I went through not having an outlet of any sort. So whatever outlet I can get to spread the love of God and to, and to let other people know that there is hope, no matter what you've been through, nothing is hopeless and nothing is impossible with him. Amen. Jody, I really, I, I love so much wisdom. I'm a fan of you and everything that you're doing. Um, before we go, do you have anything that you want to promote or plug? You know, I I just really appreciate um, you letting me be on this show. I love it so much. Um, the one thing I would plug is that I do do spiritual coaching for females. And if you are finding yourself stuck, like, I mean, I, I love to help people break through. I help. I love to help people realize that your life is there, there's a purpose in it. And Amen. you, I mean, like when my, when my coaching clients break through to that next level, it's just like that butterfly that busts out of that cocoon. That's my heart and where I'm at. So you can go to Jody Parr, J-O-D-Y-P-A-A-R.com to learn more about my coaching, speaking, um, all those different things. But, you know, I just have to give glory to God, guys, because it's not me. It's totally not me. I'm a vessel. That's it. So if he can do and it for me, he can do it for you. I said a good vessel at that. Oh, thank you. I, I love the work that you do. Um, well, thank you again for being here. Um, I will send you, we create a media kit after this is done that'll have everything on there for you and I'll send it to you. But I really do appreciate you being here. Uh, you're such a blessing. 
And uh, if we can do anything at all to support you in the future, please let us know. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And thank you for your work and all that you're doing. Right. Okay. It takes an army. And that's what's so awesome is we can all together help others. Amen. God bless Amen. you, Jody. Thank God you for bless. being here. Thanks, Josh. Bye. Bye. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for being here. You guys have a wonderful and blessed day. We will be back tomorrow. Bye-bye. It's going down. Can't slow down. All of the universe watching me now. Yeah. Watching me now. Good, it's right? in the air everywhere. Lightning can strike anytime, anywhere. Anytime, anywhere. The red carpet, the red carpet, the red carpet. You want them rolling out the red carpet, the red carpet, the red carpet. You want the finer things, the diamond rings, the designer jeans, all minor things in the widest scheme. But at what cost to realize your dreams? Been bleeding in the wheel more, put the crown of thorns on still more. My mic bloody cause I kill more, but I'm still poor. Bottom is where I started, but I get to the top and park it. Plug up in a harlot, my battery needs charging. And to reach my target is the illest in the market. It's some liquid from my arteries, will spill onto the carpet, yeah.